use, about the places I love to go, about the people I love to meet, <laughs> but mostly about the gear I use. Um, you know, right now I'm coming to you from my favorite gear item, which is uh, the Airstream. And uh, this camper has been probably the best gear purchase that I've ever done. And one of the reasons for that is that it gives an ability to live a lifestyle that's so off the beaten path. And I've spoken before about how much I, I love um, my gear. Um, but, uh, but I think today the idea is to really dive into, um, here we go, really to dive into why I love all of this gear. We are back with the microphone. All right, very good. You could probably hear the sounds of the wind shuffling through the leaves outdoors. And um, and so let's kick this off with, with a bang. And let's go into uh, mountain biking. You know, I am an avid biker. Not so much as a kiter, but as a biker, yes, indeed, I do love the sport. And I've got myself a bike called a Trek Remedy 9.7 Carbon Fiber. And it's about a $10,000 bike, but it gets me places in a way that few other bikes do. You see, with a carbon fiber frame, it just flies over everything. And I've really, really enjoy this this ride. It's uh, it's made by Trek, which is an American company, and uh, made in the U.S. of A. as well. What makes this bike quite special is that it's meant for um, West Coast terrain, which is big logs and roots and, and that type of thing. So highly, highly recommend that. Now, while we're on the topic of bikes, a lot of people are getting to the e-bike wor e world, and I thought it apt for me to jump in as well. Um, and indeed, I didn't actually have to make the purchase because uh, I'm sponsored now by a company called Quiet Cat E-Bikes. And these bikes are surreal. You know, they you've got battery power up to a thousand watt battery power, um, which makes them, they're, I mean, they're, they're quite strong. And you could have pedal assist or simply throttle. Now, the throttle gives you plenty of power, so much power that if you're throttling and pedaling, so both at the same time, you could reach up to like 95 kilometers an hour on this thing. They are beastly. And Quiet Cat originally was made for those that are interested in um, doing hunting and going backcountry camping and things as such. And they're made so that you can do um, those activities, right? Um, because you can have a trailer behind you that you could load up with all of your gear. And it could, it's so powerful that you can even pull cinder blocks. That's how strong it is. So so definitely one of my favorite uh, new items. Um, you do have to be careful that you've got like this cool iPad-like mini screen that uh, I could imagine if you put the bike down a bit too quickly or, or whatnot that it could crack it. But with big fat tires, um, full suspension, um, this bike is really, really impressive. So for those, many people hadn't heard of the company Quiet Cat, and they're American as well. Um, and these bikes are beastly. So I highly recommend you take a look because they will get you places that other rides can't. And somebody was asking about what's the distance that I can get on one of these rides. And you're, you're looking at around 60 kilometers um, round trip on that, which is, which is pretty fantastic when you think of it. Um, a few other items that I'd love to recommend to you today. Um, there's a brand called Thule, T-H-U-L-E. Most of the cars that you see on the road that have a roof rack 
or a rooftop tent on them, or a bike rack on the back, or a bike, or simply a carriage, uh, a carrier box on the roof, are from this company. They are a massive, massive company, and the reason that they are so large, I think, is that they make such high quality gear that you just can't not have some of their items. I mean, in my case, um, I've got uh, the Urban Glide. Two stroller, which is a big wheeled uh, rubber tired stroller, really meant for people that like to go off the beaten path. Because if you like to take your kids on like gravelly um, terrain, or if you're going for a forest walk, or if you're going through snow or sand or on the beach, this is the bike for you. The Urban Glide, um, there's is the single one, and the Urban Glide Two obviously is the one that has uh, for two spots for two kids. And I do enjoy it as an airport. Um, stroller also because you've got lots of carrying space that you can put underneath and it's just such an efficient um, bike also I mean bike um, stroller also you can uh, lock the front tire if you're jogging and you want to use it as a jogging stroller so um, really really well uh, made the back reclines for your kid the it's got uh, its own little awning obviously that comes over as well to protect from the sun you've got an adjustable handle and you've even got a brake on the handle because for people that are not parents just yet um, as your kid starts to get heavier and you're walking down a hill it is uh, great to have a brake on your bike I'm just going to add to invite people on this podcast there we go um and uh and so that makes it really great for for going downhill terrain um and i I could go on list of items for from this brand because they do so many so many cool things right now i'm looking out on the roof of my truck i actually slept in this rooftop tent just a couple nights ago with three of my little ones well my only three little ones (laughs) And myself, and it's a four-person rooftop tent that goes on your car. And for those unaware, what is a rooftop tent? Well, they're basically, imagine this folding box that opens up like an accordion, and you've got ladder a ladder that goes up to it, and inside you could have anything from a two-person to a four-person. I happen to have the four-person Tuli Otana rooftop tent, and it's got like a vestibule that you could add to it as well, so if you want to get... Uh, dressed underneath it um, without getting wet. It's actually, the vestibule has a floor, walls. Um, it, it's quite, quite protected. It's really for, for people that are going uh, off the beaten path and want to have that space as well that, that is out of the elements or out of the bugs. And it's quite, quite comfortable. You know, it's very different to, to sleep in a tent that's raised off the ground versus being one off the ground. Well, there's a few things from humidity um, or animals sniffing around you or a bear putting its claw on your chest, which has happened, not to me, but it's happened to people before. So there's a few different things that um, that make a rooftop tent so awesome. Hi, IBT Blast Nights. <laughs> um, really cool thing about uh, Colin App is that uh, a lot of people are jumping in on it and realizing it's quite a social app. Feel free. We all take be, be taking callers at the very end of the show, but anybody that wants to comment or send a message and ask a question, then I'm happy to do so mid-show as well. Um, so the Tuliotana, um, highly recommend. It used to actually, the, it used to be known as Tapui, the brand that did the rooftop tents, but then Tuli bought them. And so now it's called a Tuli Tapui. Um, and they are the number one rooftop tents that money can buy. So a rooftop 
content like this one will put you back about four thousand Canadian dollars, um, and it's worth every penny. A lot of people often ask me, like, how comfortable is the mattress? And the mattress is sublime. So it's uh, about three inches um, in in. Uh, depth uh, or width or height, I should say. And, uh, and in, in this case, it's a queen size bed. So, so really, really got lots of space. I guess the only um, downfall to a rooftop tent is when you got to go pee, that you got to head down the ladder in order to do so. That being said, men, well, in uh, certain cases, you could just go on the ladder and pee from it, but you will leave, excuse me, a puddle that uh, might not be welcome if somebody steps into it. So, that's the next Thule item I uh, highly recommend. Uh, they also make, of course, uh, fantastic rooftop boxes. Um, I was at the Thule store the other day doing the, tu- the launch of the Vancouver store. And, uh, and pe- they were giving away prizes. And one of them was, the- was one of these rooftop boxes. And you can put so much gear in them. So if you've got a small car and you've got skis and boots and all that jazz, well, this is your way to go. Um, I've also got the, the rear hitch uh, bike carrier because you know having the rooftop carriers for a bike if you have a trailer on the back yes of course very practical and whatnot but but if you if you've got uh, and it's much easier to load and unload your bike at something that's at a lower level um, like that so that's another fantastic item uh, by the Thule brand um, the chariot stroller I mean seriously so many people in the world have this stroller and they don't even know that it's Thule that really makes the best one period um, and it's a, a closed chariot stroller with a um, mesh window or plastic window in case it's raining and what's really neat about it is it converts into a ski stroller as well as a bike stroller so you could just take it normally walking you could hook it up to your bike or you could use the harness with the cross-country skis and uh, and or backcountry skis and head out on an adventure pulling your little one in tow so another fantastic item from the Thule brand. Of course, they are known for their backpacks and suitcases and strollers and, and really high-quality ones at that. And I, I really like their photography backpacks as well. They're streamlined and just well thought out when it comes to clips, latches, and, and zippers. So definitely something to check out. And Thule has this, this thing where they really support a lot of uh, creators or or shooters that focus on something that's good for the environment so like there's um one of their the ambassadors for them is maria kamukurzen and uh she helps build uh uh, lodging for uh for schools in underdeveloped countries and, and things like that so they've really got a great message behind them and they've got a few uh tangents or, or or lines or webs on their on their brand one of them is you know the ski bags um and uh, and ski boot bags and things as such another one is the child stuff you know their child carrier the sapling fantastic bag that uh makes toting your little one around so much easier uh anywhere you go um they've got uh the, the the regular uh non-crazy adventure uh luggage which obviously is practical for the majority of people but i do happen to love the adventure stuff more so <laughs> um and they've just got so many different things like that that are that are quite quite practical um i guess so moving along because i could actually talk about Thule forever they're just such a wicked awesome brand um power stations you know having the right juice to 
to charge your your cameras and your batteries and your drones and your laptops is really really important. And I've been I've worked with many companies over the years, from Goal Zero to Jackery to Flex Solar to uh, EcoFlow. And EcoFlow, it's actually the engineers from DJI, the drone company, that went over to make this EcoFlow company. And they really have created top-of-the-line battery power stations. I mean, I've been charging up my Airstream using one of their power stations because in the morning when you're not allowed to turn on your generator or your gas generator to to charge up because it's too early or in the late in the evenings and you don't want to charge you know it's same thing you're not allowed to turn on your generator in certain places then you can turn on your battery power station because it makes absolutely zero noise <laughs> and and it does the exact same job it juices up everything you need and so there's the ecoflow river and the ecoflow delta the delta has more power if you're looking for something with that extra oomph um from whatever it is that you need to charge or, or power up then definitely go for the delta but if you're looking for something smaller and, and more practical then the river is your go-to and if you're looking for uh giving it an extra boost on your uh, for example, if you've got something that requires that extra power, um, then you can definitely go with uh, with the river, but you, it, it daisy chains to another one. So, so if you need something that needs that uh, that max amp outage uh, footage out outage, how do you even say that? <laughs> then, uh, then you could go for the river that's daisy chained or for the delta. And the quality of their gear is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've. I, I can't say enough about the the EcoFlow brand and just so seamlessly easy to use. Uh, you've got solar panels that you can obviously recharge your power stations. And one of the really impressive things about their, their battery technology is how fast you can recharge your power stations. And that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty neat. Um, now, price-wise, an EcoFlow uh, Delta will put you back about $2,000, whereas uh, a comparative item from a company like Jackery might be like $600. So, so you are paying more for the higher quality, but in my case, well, I get sponsored by these companies, so <laughs> I don't really care. But I do like going for, uh, for the higher-end stuff because... I do like the better gear. It just is what it is in that regard. Now, moving on into clothing, you know, um, adventure clothing, you, a lot of people that I speak to, they have no idea what merino wool is. They're like, what do you mean? What is that? And I'm like, have you heard of icebreaker? And they're like, no, I'm like, you're serious. You know, a lot of early explorers or early adventures, myself included, when I first started to go out on adventures, I'd be wearing cotton. And when you get soaked in cotton, you get really cold and your body temperature is just fighting to keep warm while your wet cotton shirt continuously gets you cold. Um, but there's a material known as merino wool, which is basically wool from a sheep, but, uh, but from the underbelly and from young sheep as well. And, um, and this wool, excuse me, um, this wool has spectacular properties that so few people are aware of. And there's a reason why a t-shirt costs $100. Um, and I literally live in those t-shirts because um, it's hypoallergenic, which means um, it basically helps kill or uh, repel bacteria that causes smell. Um, so you can use it for much longer, but even
I'm just going to send back saying, um, just on a... There we go. Um, and, uh, and there you go. But, um, so highly, highly recommend, um, Merino wool. And they're particularly that company called Icebreaker, um, because they make the best, uh, gear when it comes to, um, Merino that money can buy. And, and honestly, you know, when you're out into the bush and you're tired and wet and exhausted, um, the best thing you could do is, is be comfortable. And, when you this a merino t-shirt for example or a shirt or long johns or whatever it may be um after it's gotten wet let's say you're you continue on your hike and the heat of your body will literally dissipate the the wet the the water in the shirt and dry it out so by the time you reach your tent or whatever the shirt that was wet is suddenly dry and throughout most importantly throughout all of this you are happy because you are warm. And that's why even my toques that I wear, or beanies as others would call it, are always made of merino wool because they keep you warm when wet. And that's that's the key thing about merino. You know, it's warm when wet. And, and you could be skiing, backcountry hiking, raining, uh, any of the above, and it does the trick. So, big fan. Yes, I've been sponsored by them before. Not currently, but I highly, highly recommend. Um, where else could we jump into? Well, of course, there's uh, brands like Arcteryx that make great shells that, that are waterproof and breathable. But a lot of ca- uh, brands, you know, don't make a very thick, thick jacket. And the reason they tend to not make a, a, a thick rain shell is because the thicker you go, the more you're compromising on your breathability. So you require, um, the more rain there is, then the more, and it, the more rain there is, and the lighter the jacket is, the more breathable the jacket will be, but also the less impermeable that it will be. So that's something to take into account. And, and I didn't, uh, you know, I've always liked the, the heavier, um, jackets for sure, but it was only when I got my Mustang Survival rain jacket that I truly understood how a thick, thick jacket of rain jacket that's really meant to be in the ocean. And that doesn't have to be that breathable simply because you're not running or hiking or biking, you're paddling or you're um, sailing. That in my case, when I hit so many different places that are just torrential rain and everything, that you actually end up being um, perfectly dry and perfectly protected from the wind. So Mustang Survival is a brand that I can't speak enough about because they're just so wicked. They've just come out with a dry suit that has a neck gasket. Um, but that obviously all dry suits have neck gaskets and wrist gaskets. But the difference is this one is a comfort gasket. And that is to say that instead of having a neoprene that's really tight up against your neck, they came out with a neoprene that has a draw drawstring that you could pull so it becomes tighter around your neck when you need it instead of suffocating you when you don't. And uh, and that's a really neat thing because dry suits, you know, to be honest, so many people just find them so extremely uncomfortable and, and that's one of the reasons that they don't tend to use them. But then they fall in the water and then they wish they had them because they almost died. So, so you do take tit for tat or tat for tit and, and you, you must make some sacrifices here and there. Um, 
And they've got this dry suit called the Hudson Dry Suit. Um, I've been using it to swim around glaciers and icebergs uh, in Iceland recently, and they are phenomenal. And what's really neat is that most companies... Excuse me. Most companies never used to make gear that was oriented towards the woman. And Mustang Survival has come out with a whole line of gear that's really geared towards women. And that's really important because in a dry suit, um, when you have the zipper on the front, that doesn't help a lady pee. You know what I mean? Whereas their women's suits have the zipper on the back so that they could just open the back and open the flap and uh, take a pee and that's all she wrote. Right? So, um, so that's another thing that... Uh, that's definitely really neat about the company. You guys will probably have heard of, of the brand of Mustang Survival simply by having seen any commercial ship in the world with people, the life jackets that they have, and military life jackets often are Mustang Survival. Indeed, they are probably one of the biggest outfitters of Navy and, and big ships and stuff as well. But they also happen to have uh, a segment of the business which is oriented towards um, adventure travel and family and stuff. And if you head over to the Mustang Survival website, you shall see us in the sponsored um, ambassadors section. So that's another really, really cool brand. And they make everything from dry suits to waders to um, gloves and booties. Uh, I don't know if they do booties. They do the gloves, the like neoprene gloves. And then they do the life uh, jackets, of course, PDF, PFDs for kids as well. Uh, my kids live in their life jackets um, of those, of Mustang Survival, so big fans of those as well. And, um, and, and a lot of their jackets also have a canister in them. And this um, air canister is so that you can have a low-profile life jacket, like the Chimera, which they have, which is a really nice one. Um, and let me just turn this down a bit here. So they've got the Chimera, and, and that's really, really nice as well. And that jacket, though, um, is, is low-profile, so it's not thick and bulky like most life jackets tend to be. But what makes it extra neat is that you've got the canister inside, so if you ever did need that extra flotation that only a big, big, poofy life jacket would give you, then you pull on the side and the life jacket inflates even more so. So fantastic brand, brand um, Mustang Survival. Um, oh, another really neat gear. You know, let's jump into, now that we're in this water world, um, I'm a big, big fan of sea kayaking. And getting out in, in my boats is one of my favorite activities, hands down. And the Wilderness System sea kayaks are some of the best that money can buy because they're 16 and 17 feet long boats made out of a, a Royal X-like uh, plastic that makes them next to indestructible. And that's really cool because when you're landing on rocky shores and you're kayaking on big waves and you're landing on uh, precarious spots, having a plastic boat is much better than having a... Um, a fiberglass boat or a carbon fiber boat because both of those can break when you're landing versus the plastic ones that don't. And uh, in this, uh, I've got the Tempest and, uh, and they are such nice streamlined boats. Uh, you can paddle such fantastic big water conditions. You, they've got a massive payload, which means you can put all sorts of gear and food and wine into your boat because I'm a big believer in having great 
food when in the outdoors and great gear as well. So, uh, so this boat will really get you to places with your bottle of wine inside the boat as well. And uh, there's skeg boats. Uh, so in kayaking world, you can either have a skeg boat or you can have a rudder boat. The rudder one is the one that you move with your feet that allows you to point the kayak in different directions. Whereas the skeg boat, the skeg boat just has um, a keel come down that keeps you in a straight line. I've always been a big fan of the skeg more so than the rudder. The rudder tends to break for one reason, uh, for one of the reasons, because often when you're putting them in storage or you're landed on a beach and you flip your boat, then it's very easy to break the rudder. Whereas a skeg, um, obviously right before you land, you pull the skeg in. And once you've done that, um, you're able to to hit the water quite quite nicely. Uh, I mean, to hit the land quite nicely and not worry about breaking anything. Also, yes, it does take a bit more uh, paddling experience to use a skeg boat versus um, versus a rudder boat, but it's well worth it. I dare say it's well worth it. Um, and, and definitely, you know, if you're looking to do longer expeditions, these uh, these Tempest kayaks are your way to go. Um, uh, so I've talked to you about the dry suits that I'd be wearing while I'm paddling said kayaks, and I've talked to you about the kayaks. But what about the paddles? You know, they don't. They they I think they they do make paddles, but there's other companies as well that make spectacular carbon fiber paddles. One of them is called Adventure Technologies, and and they are my favorite paddles hands down. <laughs> they they are strong carbon uh, paddles, the ones that I like. And uh, and what makes about a nice paddle is its weight, you know, nice, nice, light weight while you're going out on the water. If you've got a thin blade, that's for people that are looking to go bigger distances. And so by having a thinner blade, you're not getting as tired. And then there's the thick blade, which is more for people that need extreme power uh, moving in big water conditions like crashing waves or rivers uh, or simply style of paddling because you could be a low-angled paddler and a, or a high-angled paddler, or you could be either or, depending on the situation. A low-angled paddler means basically that the, the paddle is going almost parallel into the water, and a high-angled paddler um, is one where the paddle is going at a deep angle in. Um, I use both types of strokes in different scenarios, and I do like having uh, a split paddle as well because it allows me to adjust the angle at which I have the paddle. And a lot of people wonder, well, why would you adjust the the angle of your paddle, why not have both blades flat? And the reason is that when you're paddling into wind and the wind is pushing in your direction, then the, the flat blade, um, if you were paddling that way, would get pushed by the wind. And it's quite uncomfortable to have your blade get pushed by the wind every time you take it out of the water. So so really key and important to uh, to, to choose the right blade and the right angle at which you want to have the blade if you're paddling in windy conditions. Now, for those people that are going just out on a recreational day, you've got a company called um, Pelican Kayaks, and they're the number one manufacturer of kayaks in the world. And these boats are really for the people that want to head out for the day, explore a little bit, and then head back. Um, but they are a great entry into the kayaking world. They've got fantastically comfortable seats, and that's one of the unique things about these recreational boats, that they keep getting better and better at how they make them, because you really want to get these introductory paddlers out onto the water for the first time, because like most things in life, 
once they try it for the first time, they tend to like it very much, and then they'll go back to it again. Um, so there's Pelican Kayaks. Um, one of, they're actually a Montreal-based company uh, in Quebec, in the province of Quebec in Canada, and uh, and really great, great team behind them that uh, that really promotes and pushes the world of paddling. Um, a few other items, you know, Wolf and Grizzly. You're like, who, what, when, where, how many? <laughs> well, Wolf and Grizzly is a brand that makes probably the coolest fire set and grill that you've ever seen. Now, it's one of those companies that they seem to have solved a solution. And, in a, you know, they became a company that was solving a solution. And whenever you're in the backcountry and you want to have a fire and you can't find a good fire pit or there is no fire pit or and you don't want to skirt... Oh, excuse you. You don't want to scorch the ground either, right? So Wolf and Grizzly um, makes this great fire pit that keeps the ground from getting burnt. And it also uh, has a second section that you add as a grill over it. And the other day when I was desperate for my morning coffee in the middle of nowhere, I, I resorted and I'd forgotten to bring, uh, I'd brought in a stove and no canister. So, so I did revert to just using a big bottle uh, of water um, to, to make myself a fantastic coffee. But in order to make that coffee, I, of course, had to boil the water on the wolf and grizzly. And people around were like, what's this guy doing building a fire? And I'm like, I want my coffee, man. Don't you get it? Uh, indeed, I got my palm needed it. So Wolf and Grizzly, another really cool brand uh, of gear that I highly, highly recommend. Um, they make some great yellow fire camp gloves, basically like when you're chopping wood or chucking wood. Um, really neat item to have as well with you. Um, going on a bit onto the gear, you know, I told you about power packs. I told you about the rooftop tents, uh, a few backpacks, some clothing stuff, um, cameras, of course, if you are an adventure. Uh, adventure having a great camera is clutch but this day and age it seems like the iPhone has created such spectacular quality wise photos that I dare say you know always shoot with the camera that you have closest to you and if that means it's your phone then shoot away with your phone as well well I think that's it for now on the best uh, adventure gear money can buy I'm eager on my cyber truck coming down the road um, I definitely will be adding that to the list of best adventure gear for sure. But first, I must have it before I can tell you all about it. So anyways, I'm Roberto for the Expeditioners, coming to you from Whistler, British Columbia. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.